Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, 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 cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, July 11th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob, all here on your Monday morning. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing swell. It was a little... A little rainy, which kind of dampened the spirits a little bit, but we still had a good time at the Roush House. Did uh, made some big splashes. Duke's big splash guy. And uh, yesterday he took a three-hour nap. He was the real MVP. So uh, squeezed in a little nap, a little yard work. It was good. All, all in all, a good weekend. A little busier than most, but a good weekend. Good. Happy. Happy to hear it. And uh, yeah, it was rainy on Saturday, but yesterday was beautiful. Beautiful from. Sun up to sundown. Justin Kalen, how are you? I am good. Um, it's a. I was telling Roush before we got on air today, it's a big day for me. And it may not be a big day for you all, but it's a big day for me because this Monday, I am healthy. I can use my right arm because today is the one-year anniversary of the scooter accident. Whoa. Wow. This is a big day for the, you. The scoot's nickname started today, last year. So this time a year ago was today the anniversary of the ride or when we found out of the ride yeah okay so just a year ago today what would you tell a younger scooter dingus uh go back in time it's 706 on july 11 2021 what are you looking in the mirror and telling yourself i would say to not have that last whiskey shot and then hop on a bird <laughs> scooter before we left foley that's besides, what I would besides that you wouldn't have changed a thing oh no god no Good. Happy to hear. TJ, we were talking before we got on air, and Scoots is like, it's a big day for me. And I was like, oh, I think I know what it is. He's like, okay, just wait wait till on air. I thought Scoots was just pumped that it was 7-Eleven day. And he was just, (laughs) I really, I really thought it was just a dumb, like, ooh, 7-Eleven. Like, really thought it was much dumber than the scooter anniversary. Still pretty dumb. Yeah, yeah it, uh, I don't think it's them at all. I think it's uh, I, 7-Eleven Day also would have been incredibly smart sure. to celebrate, Justin. 
but uh, yeah, the scooter anniversary. I, to be honest, it seems like it's been more than a year. I don't, maybe I, it I'm does. Not sure, I'm not sure what to make of that, but uh, I was surprised to hear it's only been a year since we've been calling you old Scooter Dingus. Yep, it, it definitely does feel like more than a year. And Roush, to your point, I can't do a 7-Eleven day. We're sponsored by Thornton's, you dingus. Yeah. No, no. Oh, now I'm the dingus. It's been a year, and all of a sudden the torch has passed. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from scooters today. I don't want to end up like you. We've, we've got an intern, dingus. Jacob, how was your weekend? Uh, what's, go, what's going on, guys? Uh, my weekend was pretty good, actually. I went up to Cincinnati, caught a Reds game. Um, they won, actually. It was actually a really good game. Walk off wow. the bottom of the 10th by uh, Mr. Kyle Farmer. So it was a good game. It was hot at first, a little rainy. Then we moved to the shade because, you know, no one goes to Reds games. So probably could pick your seats up there, Great American Ballpark. Well, great. Sounds like everybody had a good weekend. I saw the new Top Gun on Saturday morning, uh, nine, right. 940 showing. So awesome. Just getting a movie, it being like noon and being like, hey, I already saw a two hour movie, have the whole day ahead of me, do what I need to do. Movie was awesome. Uh, Trevor is still the only clown out there that doesn't speak just highly of the movie. You, you could even not like planes. You could not like war stuff. It's just a good, like, they just check all the boxes in terms of, like, a fun movie to follow along. Uh, so great stuff there. Golfed yesterday, which was a great time. So fun weekend here for uh, for the old teacher as well. Went to the park and and had uh, had a good time. So seems like good weekends all around for the KRC crew. That's great. We did have sports news that we will we'll get to. It's officially the Open Week. I don't want you to call it the British Open, but we'll call it whatever we please. So we'll have that to look forward to as the week goes on. Recruiting news because it's July and that's what goes on during July, Roush. And then again, we're just kind of counting down the days towards UK summer Bahamas basketball tour. Uh, that will help kind of break up this summer lull. But until then, Roush, it's a lot of recruiting stuff. Yeah. And uh, one week from today, I'll be in the OATL doing radio from down there at SEC Media Day. So um, I, I don't know if we'll get. Definitive answers on some things we've been waiting on, a.k.a. Chris Rodriguez. But Mark Stoops is going to get asked about it nine days from now, that's for sure. So, uh, well, you know, that'll that'll provide a nice little uh, little content to follow along. I'm sure uh, nil will be said. I'm giving, like, what, the over-under about six and a half times per coach on how often they talk they, they use that phrase. So that'll get brought up a lot. We might have a little bit of the resurgence of the Jimbo v. Saban. So either way, should be uh, at least next week we'll have something to really get talking season rolling. Uh, I'm saying this out loud now, TJ, because I've got to do my research on what the hell. Like It's one of those things where you you, you notice the offseason moves as they happen, but I'm sure you forgot that Jermaine Burton is now at Alabama. He was Georgia's one or two, second best tight end behind the – the Brock Bowers, he's going to be a stud uh, for for Alabama. You know stuff stuff like that. The, the transfer portal hopping, uh, so it'll it'll be good to get my my refreshers in to to feel plugged in ahead of uh, ahead of talking season, which is uh, only one week away. Yeah, and with the some of the off season storylines, there's going to be a lot to talk about, and also 
you you it didn't catch fire quite like Jimbo or Nick Saban, but some of Stoops' comments last week made some national news, and you had people kind of taking just quotes and headlines that didn't look great for Stoops. Ooh, or football kinda... scoops was really bad. They just were like, he thinks collectives are illegal. It's like, okay, I mean, yeah, that that was that specifically <laughs> was certainly one that I that I had noticed that. You just have other fan bases that weren't clicking on the articles or having zero idea of the context being like, huh, huh, Kentucky's coach would think this or, you know, whatever. You should go ask John Calipari, you know, silly things like that. But it, it made some national news, and he's going to be asked about it more next week. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Roush, you're right. He's going to get asked about Chris Rodriguez and the situation going on there. Uh, we will find out a lot of information. I wonder if you'll get asked about the news of this past weekend, the biggest football commitment in the history of UK football, Roush. Wow. Kobe Keenum made, made it official. He did. He made it official, pledged his allegiance to Kentucky, was throwing L's down. Oh, it was it was so much fun. It's almost as though Kentucky eats first. Am I right? It really is. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, man. Uh, but it was a, a, a big commitment, a nice ad for the Cats, where, TJ, I, we, we talk about, like, the the steady kind of, like, here's what Kentucky's been able to create. Like, look at the running back success under Mark Stoops. All, all of the linebackers have been t- – center might be the most consistent position out there. Uh, John Toth did it for four years. Drake Jackson comes in, consummate pro is one of the best to ever do it. Now he's coaching um, the position. Luke Fortner does it for one year, gets drafted. If you notice, Keenum has a lot of similar measurables to Luke Fortner. He's obviously not as thick right now, but six foot four, got similar length uh, in athleticism. A big part of the reason why Keenum, I, I think what ended up putting things over the top, Keenum doesn't talk a ton. He doesn't really do interviews. I, we've tried to reach out. Multiple people at KSR have. But when he's tagging Drake Jackson and all this stuff, he's sharing pictures with Drake every time he's up there. It seems to have played a significant role in his recruiting now, and it will play a significant role in his development down the road uh, to ensure that that position remains rock solid. I'm confident that Eli Cox is not going to take any steps back this year. He's got about two years uh, to to hold down the fort and let uh, Keenum get ready. So, uh, to have that steadiness there, there's been really like what one game where center play was shaky, and that was when they, I think they tried to put Bunchy at center against Florida, and all hell went to loose. There was bad snaps, and that kind of ended up costing Kentucky the game. Um, I guess that would be back in what 2017, something like that. That it's it's one of those uh, that you don't always appreciate a ton until it drops off, and. By adding Kobe Keenan, by getting recruiting wins like this, Kentucky's not dropping off. That floor is remaining high. And recruiting wins like yesterday, TJ, are why Kentucky is up by a million points in the fourth quarter against Louisville. Because the Cats have the dudes that they get in the offseason to just bully people around. Yep. It's uh, it's a big-time commitment. Again, we've, we've talked a lot in June about – U of L's recruiting success, and uh, we have spent a lot of time talking nil more recently, not just all of June, but uh, pretty much all of July has been nil conversations. It's it, 
whatever. They can get whoever they want from California. They can get whoever they want from Texas. And as long as they're not competing against Kentucky for recruits, I don't really care. Maybe they'll sign. Maybe they won't. If they do sign, it'll be a couple years before most likely they're making an impact. So it's out of sight, out of mind in a lot of these instances for UofL's recruiting success. But when they're going after the same people and there's some head-to-heads with UK, that's where I'll start to care if UK loses uh, some of those head-to-heads. And this was an important one. This was a big deal. This is a player that went to UofL's super special, secret, awesome, everybody gets a plane, everybody gets a car, come have a good time. And ultimately, he was just impressed by the business operations of Kentucky, which, again, I feel like I do this at least once a week, if not at least once a show. But a a step back, you look from the uh, bird's eye view, and you just had a football, the number three center in the country pick UK because he liked the business approach, how the the blue-collar aspect of the how they're going to develop players. And it wasn't about all the flashiness, which – you know, there's a fine line because Kentucky, you you are going to want some people are attracted to that stuff. Mm-hmm. So you need to, if they are, then you need to show them the bells and whistles. If that needs to, if that's what is going to get the job done, or you get people like Kobe Keenum who just want to be good football players and get better football and and be on an offensive line that's going to work as hard as he is, and that's good. That's a good reputation to have as a football program, one that Kentucky didn't have a decade ago, one that they didn't really have. You could even go maybe five to seven years ago. So relatively new, but people are noticing. That's another thing, Roush, is that recruits aren't 31-year-old men. Uh, They're not – they're 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 not they're 17 year olds they're 16 year olds so they're growing up really is they're the majority of their college football watching experience is within five to ten years so you're getting a crop of recruits the college football they know of kentucky well it's drastically different than the one that we knew uh growing up and that's important and that's cool and Hopefully, you're going to reap more benefits and rewards from that moving forward. So, just to put it in perspective, because this is a fun little reminder of Lamar fumbled when Kobe Keenan was 10 years old. That game happened that long ago. I know it doesn't seem like that, but yep, he was he was just 10 years old, and that's when Kentucky football became the Kentucky football we've really come to know and love under Mark Stoop. So, these kids that are in high school now have grown up with Kentucky's success. Uh, the steadiness there. And I do like, like to your point, TJ, you don't need all the bells and whistles all the time, but you need some, like, I, I still remember the video they made for like Carmelo English's visit. Uh, stuff like that can matter to some kids and for others, not so much. So it's all about knowing how to press the right buttons. This was a big get. And I, you know, I gave a shout out to Drake Jackson, but Zach Yenzer, that was um, when Wolford left, there's no denying as, as angry and ticked off as people were about Wolford. Um, he did a good job on the recruiting trail. And you needed people to be able to pick up that slack. Uh, you saw Buffano and a big fish last week and Air- Avery Stewart. But Yenzer has gone out. He's got two people on his offensive line. He's got his left guard and he's got his center, uh, Austin Ramsey being that guard. Then he went and got a big running back too. So the fact that he's been able to stack up some rather quickly, I, 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 just, I just wasn't sure what kind of expectations to place on a guy who had been in the NFL for two years, but he's come in and hit the ground running. I, I think you got to be pleased with, with what he's put together so far uh, in this 2023 recruiting class. 
Well, it's good to hear. And uh, it's a what have you done for me lately society. So, Roush, who's next? What's the next commitment? What do oh. we need to keep an eye on? Oh, well, we got one Sunday. Jacob Dixon, the kid from PRP, who really came out of nowhere. Uh, he camped with Kentucky in the the their their last big showcase camp. Ran a four five, and they're like, "Oh, well, that's nice. Let's come on back. Let's let's see you work out again. See if you can do that one more time." Showed up for the last day of Kentucky's two week camp circuit. Got a scholarship offer from Kentucky. Uh, ended up camping at Vandy and Purdue. Uh, I'm not sure if he got offers from either one of those, but I know they were uh, intrigued. Either way, uh, Kentucky liked what they saw uh, from Jacob Dixon. He's got a lot of potential, a lot of upside because he's that six foot four, six foot five, fast guy who does a lot of things that Isaiah Cummings did uh, in high school. The only difference, he doesn't have as much experience in the trenches. That's where they're going to want him to play. Uh, they're going to want him to be a tight end, uh, uh, that hybrid H role in in Rich Scangarello's offense. Um, Vince Marrow, uh, he's going to be playing for Vince, so Vince must have liked enough of what he saw to say. Let's let's go all in right now. Let's let's do what we can. Secure commitment. Uh, I know there was there was I, I caught a a little bit of hell for saying, oh, I don't know if they'll take him or not. But hey, I'm wrong all the time. Very happy for Jacob Dixon. Uh, a guy who, I mean, an, an outstanding athlete by all accounts, D- basketball, uh, baseball, uh, you know, excuse me, not baseball, track and field, does a little bit of everything. Now he's just got to pick up uh, tight end, which shouldn't be a problem because he's a, you know, straight A's kind of student. So excited for the kid, very happy for him. And now Kentucky's class, I believe, is up to 10. Uh, so they're, they're in a nice, okay, we got a nice comfy little floor here. We got a nice little comfy ground. For a jumping off point to land some bigger fish, Anthony Brown, the four-star receiver from Springfield, Ohio. If that name's familiar, Springfield is where uh, former UK and Chicago Bear defensive back uh, Mo Douglas coaches. He sent his son here, who was here for a couple of years, then transferred to a Mac school. Um, it's also where Cordell Looney was from. I think Isaiah Gibson. So they've recruited that school frequently, and now you can get a kid who's a five-foot-eight slot. Uh, some of them, he's a four-star. I'm, I'm not. I don't, I don't know his recruiting rankings off the top of my head, but um, his decision is coming up this Saturday. And uh, right now, things are things are looking nice for the Cats. Things are looking real nice, Clark. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, that's good on the the PRP kid. I like getting people from from Louisville when you can. I think it's all. It's never a bad thing to take a take a flyer on somebody like that. Quite literally, maybe in his instance. And Justin, yeah, especially like when I say, "Hey, what's next? What do you, what do we look forward to?" That it already happened. It was yesterday. That's always that's always a good sign for football recruiting. It is. Yeah, I, I don't know anything about good football recruiting, so I don't have Ooh. too much to add here. <laughs> I, I will. What I will you? add something. It would be. Right now, if you look at the history of the JCPS kids that Kentucky has signed, it's been very boomer bust. Where, like, Sean Kel Knight Goff, I think he quit football before it even started. Uh, we haven't really seen Tay Tay Grooms. Uh, Jared Casey transferred out after, you know, not really picking up much. Uh, hey, hey, there's, there's your Scoozer, who's your uh, Mr. Dingus. But the other guys that have really boomed Cummings, JJ Weaver. Those dudes have been out of this world good. So if you, uh, you, you've you got PRP kids and back-to-back years, if you can get one of those guys to become a starter for you, then you feel like you've done 
you've done a great job kind of investing in these kids from JCPS. I can tell you, though, after seeing Jacob Dixon, what, three, four times last year on the hardwood, he is a pretty good basketball player. I'll give him that. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. They got a, a St. Paul Raider on their team, too. Uh, Keith, Big Keith. Uh, yeah, they're, yeah they're, Keith, they're good I think he team. was a senior, though, this year. So no, I could they got be wrong. Keith back. They, oh, did, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. They're, they're, they're going to be, um, they might be the team to beat in the sixth region next year, unless uh, so. Sales gets their guys going. I don't know. I don't know. Not sure what to believe. Scoots, how's, how's Jared Casey doing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't just like be like, "Oh, he's great. He's going to oh, be yeah, a start." You could have just like talked out of both sides yeah. of your mouth here. Doing, doing great. Doing great. A lot of you've heard a lot of good summer reports. <laughs> I have, yeah, yeah. He's, he's really, been, really been on his p's and q's. How's that you football recruiting going? You, you, you made an offhanded comment that you're not happy with it. What, what's, what's, some biggest, what's some of your biggest concerns? That, about- that's the thing. I don't really have concerns because I don't, I don't follow it until, I don't know, maybe like a couple weeks before the season, I'll start reading some previews about freshmen and all this. But I, I, don't, I literally don't follow it. It does nothing for me to follow football recruiting in the offseason. Well, basketball recruiting. Absolutely, yeah. So here's my question, though. Do you know, like, who, who's going to be Indiana's starting quarterback this fall? Have we figured that out yet? Uh, it's either going to be Jack Tuttle or Basilak. Okay. Well, it's got to be the Basilis. I, I, I would think so, too, but we'll see. Tuttle has experience in IU system, so you never know. What's, what's, what's the JK over under on IU wins this season? Four and a half. <laughs> Back to reality. Yeah. <laughs> No bet this year. Intern Jacob, what do you think of IU football? <laughs> I don't really have an opinion on IU football. What do you I think? Uh, what do you think of Jared Casey? Jared Casey, uh, I don't doing? really like Jared Casey. You don't like Jared Casey? No, he almost rear-ended me in a speedway one time. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> love that all of Jason. And then he gave uh, me the bird, like I did something wrong. <laughs> Yeah, seriously, all of his opinions are out here from personal interaction. <laughs> just like, hey, he's a jerk. I don't like him. <laughs> and secondly, you know, we were going to get to this at some point on today's show, but uh, so, so Jared Casey nearly rear-ended you and gave you the bird. Although, like, how did did you did you honk at him? Did you put your hands up? Like, how? Yeah, you- I mean, I was kind of like, come on, man, what are you doing? He was, well, like, he was behind you, kind of. No, like he like was coming. I was going out, and he was like turning to like get in a pump, you know. Yeah. And so he was like, I was going, and then he like came and like blew on his horn. And I was like, dude, I have the right of way here. Like I'm going out. And you said, and I hope you, I hope you transfer to Indiana. <laughs> yeah, suck it. You'll yeah. lose 18 million games. Well, you, you knew we were going to bring it up because you know a, another famous personal interaction you've had is the severe <laughs> wheeler saga which you've talked about here on kentucky roll call seven to nine monday through friday replay the show nine to eleven tj walker nick rush justin kalen and intern jacob you've talked about you don't really you're not a huge severe wheeler guy you, you your personal interactions have led you to have worries about his production on the court and of course it stemmed from you being turned down twice when asking for a picture with wheeler Little do we find out this weekend, you've gotten a picture with Severe Wheeler. What's that all about, intern Jacob? So, as I said in the text, that picture was lost, forgotten about, and 
didn't know existed. But I still have doubts about Severe on the court. Even after all this. He might not be the worst guy in the world, but I'm still I'm still not sold on him yet. Okay. So we we can worst guys in the world, not severe wheeler. Breaking He's news not on that list anymore. roll call. Oh. You can cross him right on off from the worst people in the world. Roush, <laughs> he finds a picture with Wheeler and he's already moving oh. up. He's already backing off his initial takes. He's coming around on the guy. It, it he's turned, above Jared Casey. We'll just say that. <laughs> Glad I called that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to that like you were pretty upset about not having this picture with him, and yet you had it the whole time. Wouldn't he have been in the the clump of all the pictures you took with guys from that night? Did you just skim over it and not not know it was there? Yeah, I guess I just missed it. I mean, he, he's a pretty short guy, so. You know, wow, shots fired at old severe. Well, good Good (laughs) stuff all around. We'll talk a little bit more recruiting and we'll probably switch gears over to the basketball side of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, Team USA, what was it? USA U17, I believe. They won gold. It was an exciting final few seconds as a fight nearly broke out while the event was in Spain playing against Spain. So that wasn't, uh, that, that made for an interesting ending. I'll tell you about that, but more so, we'll talk about DJ Wagner, every the ups and downs of this weekend, because the last time since we've been on air, things have changed, or there's a lot to, at least to discuss. So we'll come back. We'll do that. Get your text into the Thornton sex line and get yourself into a Thornton's. There's a location pretty much anywhere and all over Louisville. You download that Thornton's app. It's going to tell you what cl- location is the closest to you and how much you'd be paying at the pump. Remember, though, if you do download that app, you're going to save money each and every time you go to the pump, and you can sign up for the $10,000 Summer Cash Bash. They're giving it away every week, and they're giving away a 2022 Chevy Tahoe at the end of the uh, contest, which is in early September. So download that app, go into a Thornton, get yourself a breakfast. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We got DJ Wagner up. Here we go. Why you all in my ear talking a whole bunch of shit that I ain't trying to hear? Get back, get back. You don't know me like that. Get back, get back. You don't know me like that. Geek, I ain't playing around. Make one bucks move. I take it down. Get back, get back. You don't know me like that. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Uh, they're in, like, they have that Charlotte market. That's where the SEC network is. Um, and it's one of the biggest titties in the south outside of Atlanta. So, Thanks, Justin. Thanks. How about that? A new rejoin here on Kentucky Roll Call. What was that? They, do they say that about Charlotte? They yeah, do. one of the biggest titties in the south. Wow, incredible. Truly really <laughs> incredible. Uh, welcome back. KRC here on the Big X, Big X Sports Radio in Southern Indiana, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. The home of the cards, baby. Woo! Kind of. Yeah, and it's sort of in a way. David, big news for the station. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. And I'm happy because you won't be hearing DJ Wagner on this station. <laughs> well, at least one, you know, 
Except for one game a year. Woo! Wait, what did I miss? Woo! If you could see me, I'm dancing. <laughs> Woo! Uh, you didn't, Justin. We, I'm, I'm kidding slightly. But yes. since we've oh, been God. on the air Friday, the the tides have turned in the DJ Wagner recruitment. The experts are thinking UK leads. If they don't lead, it's a tie. U of L no longer does lead. Its momentum has switched back to the Cats. Wow, that's pretty interesting. I thought I, the U of L led. Well, I didn't. I, I didn't think the Cats were ever out of the lead. Is my confusion. See, yeah. that's because you 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 don't follow for the mass hysteria like some other folks. Roush, where do we think things actually are? Because it, there was this mad rush of like, hey, UK's back in front. This is cool. This is exciting. But then as the weekend went on, and Jack Pilgrim of Kentucky Sports Radio, he was the one kind of leading the charge, just being like, hey, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Let's don't go, don't go unraveling the DJ Wagner UK banner just yet. But Kentucky's in a good spot. They've made up the ground, blah, blah, blah. So he's tempering expectations a bit. But what what is your take on this situation? Where do you think things stand as of today? Well, it all started when Travis Brand. I guess actually to go back, it's it's throughout their trip to Spain, uh, there'd been some little kind of nuggets here and there coming out of it. Like, uh, I don't know. It. I, I remember when Jack put something out. I want to say it was last Sunday. So it it might have been after. It was after that top one hundred camp. His intel was like, yeah, you know, I think Louisville. That everybody's been so high on them, but. Every folks that are talking are concerned that Louisville doesn't know how to close, and maybe Kentucky. The things are starting to shift that way, and throughout the week, it's you started to see that momentum kind of slowly, slowly build before the dam kind of burst when Travis Branham uh, changed his crystal ball from Louisville to Cloudy. And Branham's was he was the guy that started the Louisville hysteria. Uh, before they hired Milt Wagner, he was the one that put the Louisville crystal ball in and seemingly everybody else followed afterwards. And so I do think a lot of this is just people trying to follow suit. And I, I, I think some of Jack pushing back is that there's a guy that writes for our, our, our national site who two weeks ago said that the it's Louisville's got him, it's all done. And then he switched his pick to saying, I've got 95% confidence he's going to Kentucky. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. 95% like dude nothing is 95% in recruiting like <laughs> unless they've actually committed just chill I think that might be some of Jack pumping the brakes ever so slightly but to your point TJ I don't know how much anything has ever changed throughout this whole entire time like it it, it may have been just Kentucky the whole way but people just got it cooked up in their brains that because his grandpa pop worked at UofL that they were all of a sudden the leader yeah, that, that's where I ultimately fall in line is that I, I just – and that's – a lot of these recruiting experts are really good at their jobs. I have been a little surprised that they think in a recruitment of this uh, of this magnitude that it's been so waffly back and forth, flipping and flopping. I don't – again, they could be totally right about it. Maybe that is the case in this recruitment. But in – following this for as long as I did and covering recruiting for as long as I did, 
most recruitments aren't like that. Like there are genuinely some where it's like, you know, I woke up this morning and I thought X school, I woke up the next morning and I thought the other. But the vast majority are, I knew where I wanted to go. I was going to entertain other options. I was listening to other people talk, but I knew where I wanted to be. And that's the case for, again, the vast majority of recruitments. And for the DJ Wagner recruitment, where these relationships have been, I mean, they're, they've been his entire life before his life. They're, they're pretty deep in a lot of different areas. I just have a hard time believing U of L hires Kenny Payne and that would change everything in the previous relationships, even hiring Grandpa Pop. It just, I don't, I don't think it would personally, but even if it did, then it would just, it would change it, Roush. And that would be that. You would think that he'd commit to Louisville almost instantaneously and just say, Cal, hey, sorry. I know we're, we've got great relationships. I would have happily played for you, but this is, this is family here. And uh, I, I need to, the sooner I commit to U of L, the more folks we can try to get to join me and we can start creating some positive momentum. He didn't do yeah. that. He didn't commit to U of L. And then now the momentum's back to UK. So I have a tough time kind of following along in that regard. But I just think ultimately Kentucky has always been the leader for reasons that have been around even before DJ was born. Yeah. And I'm not going to chastise the recruiting reporters for i mean because a it's good business if things are going back and forth and there's a lot of drama especially when the kid isn't talking much so i think some of it is maybe analysis paralysis or maybe not analysis but just overanalyzing everything to death and every little he's not saying much so if you get just a little inkling you might take it and run with it in one direction and then run with another and so i i don't necessarily blame him for that um but I, I will say, though, TJ, this is the time of the year when you want that good momentum uh, ha- happening in your in, in, in Kentucky's direction. Uh, the Peach Jam is coming up next week as well. And there's scuttlebutt that Aaron Bradshaw could be announcing then. Wagner hasn't indicated, you know, he's just saying maybe or maybe. But Travis Branham has the impression that he's going to be making the decision sooner rather than later. You know, so the fact that you've got some momentum on your side at this time, that that's a good thing for Kentucky. There's there's no there's no denying that whatsoever. Yeah, there really hasn't been any bad basketball recruiting news for a little bit. Uh, come to think of it, and I wasn't trying to say that the recruiting analysts are drumming up interest just for drumming up interest's sake. I'm just saying it's it's strange to me because, like I said, these people are good at their jobs. They are in. They have some ends on this recruitment. And they genuinely believe it's kind of gone back and forth. That is, that's super surprising to me. But like I said, they would know I wouldn't. That all being said, boy, I don't know how the UL fan base could take it if Wagner were to pick UK. But, you know, Roush, on this show, we like to try to piece everything together. And I I do have more takes on Aaron Bradshaw, too. But at least keep it on DJ Wagner here for a moment. We try to piece it all together and try to, and I think in doing that, you can get a better idea of actually what's going on with all this. But we've had reports now for a while, even before this new UK momentum, that, hey, a commitment could be coming. Uh, he, in the in like a Jason Jordan article, Wagner said that he's enjoying the recruiting process, didn't really comment on if he thought he was going to drag it out or end it early. 
but he did say that he was at least enjoying it. But you had other reports that didn't specifically mention DJ Wagner, the quotes from him or anybody close to him, but just saying sources close to the recruitment think that it's going to wrap up soon. All right, so we had that a couple months ago. Now you're getting more of that around Peach Jam, nothing really definitive, but you're hearing more rumblings of a commitment incoming. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Then you get the big UK momentum. And you had something that had to, something happened in Spain that led all these analysts to think that UK was now in front, whether or not they ever were not in front. That's a different conversation for a different day. But because you have all these people, and a lot of it's just kind of a copycat effect. You see one expert do it. Some of these other experts jump on. The, they're, they're piggybacking a little bit. Or they see one expert do it. They reach out. Hey, why'd you do this? Or why did so-and-so do this? Oh, that's interesting. Okay, well, I'm going to change my pick as well. But you get this flood of momentum. And then you get the Nolan Smith tweet, Roush, which maybe <laughs> some people have forgotten about since this was Friday and whatnot. But he a deleted tweet. You had what it was, it was like the peace signs, laughing emoji. Said, Y'all don't know what happened in Spain. Great trip, or something like that. It was no, it was two crying face emojis, and it said, Spain has been a great trip. And then it was a peace out. So maybe it wasn't a great trip if he deleted it. Like a lot of people were looking into this as the the peace out sign was, you know, people were people were going crazy about what this all could mean. Was this conceding DJ? Mm. Hey, I drove. I came all this drove all this way. I came all this way. He's going to UK. <laughs> it's been a great trip. Peace out. Who knows? But you add all this stuff together, something's up. I'd love to just know the piece of information that leaked in Spain that had everybody everybody freaking out. But mm. USA did close out the the gold medal. As Spain was running out the clock, Spain had lost. They were just waving the white flag, basically. As they were running out the clock, Ron Holland, who is a UK target, probably won't end up at UK. He's guarding the ball, and he's guarding the ball very aggressively and the spain person not really appreciating it and as the closing second like a scuffle breaks out like there's pushing and shoving people are like running after each other the buzzer sounds the game's over team usa like runs out to celebrate and then spain is kind of like okay well if they're all running out we need to make sure our players are safe almost turns into what could have been a really ugly huge brawl dj wagner in the middle of it USA ends up kind of just being able to pull Holland aside and they go celebrate and they go have a good time. But nearly a huge Ooh. fight breaks out among a bunch of teenagers in Spain. The crowd was not happy with the Americans. Uh, the video's out there somewhere on Twitter, but it's, it's worth the watch. A war on foreign soil. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yep. But luckily nothing happened to DJ. Everything was fine. Now we just get to see if uh, he commits. Roush, if you had to guess, do you think we get a commitment before Peach Jam, after Peach Jam, around that time? In the next month, is DJ Wagner a Wildcat? See, that's my guess is within the next month. Probably right after Peach Jam is my guess. Okay. Uh, that that would be cool. Uh, yeah, the Aaron Bradshaw stuff is interesting because you're getting experts like Travis Kraft saying, hey, G League's going to be an option here. Whether he commits to UK, doesn't commit to UK, G League is going to be in the background for for a little bit. Uh, 
which is interesting. I, I don't – I mean, how much do you really have to hate school to still want to go play in the G League in the world of nil? I'll never understand it. But to each their own. And I don't get why people can't just, in college basketball, do the college baseball model, Roush, where Bradshaw says, hey, listen, if I'm going to play college basketball, it's going to be at UK. They've put the most time in my recruitment. They prioritize me. It's where I want to play. But just so everybody at UK knows, the fans know, I may I may go G League. I may just go professional and skip college altogether. I'll let the coaches know. I'll let the G League know by the All-Star Games in March. I'm not going to leave or hang them out to dry completely. But I'm committing to UK with the option of potentially going to the G League. Well, why can't is that too is that too hard? Would that like explode little brains all around the world? Is that too I mean, complicated for folks? He can do that and just keep it within. It just you would have to keep it in house if you if you were open about it. It would be you'd be widely chastised for that. No, and that's for, what I'm saying. Be open about it. Why 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 would we chastise somebody for that? It's being honest. Because that's new and it's not a norm. If it was a norm, and like that was the way people did things people wouldn't freak out but i do it's what they do in baseball and like i just i think everybody would appreciate the honesty it's it's which what we said from day one the sharp camp should have done hey now that he's eligible for the draft this changes things we're gonna weigh all options but just so you know like we will be looking into that instead of the alternative which was no draft us nba basketball never even heard of it like that was ridiculous. That was misplayed. I just think we can all be adults here, Justin. I, I low-key hate it, TJ. I'll be honest with you. Because it, you have to get drafted. And a guy like Bradshaw is not going to get drafted to go play in the G League. And I, I know it's it's a similar situation. But baseball, baseball, you also have a lot more people on the team. So you, I, I just don't see where that could be successful in basketball. Well, the G League, it's not a draft sort of thing. Like if they want right, to, I know that. They invite I know you, that. you're in. And they're they supposedly won him, and understandably so. He's a raw talent. I I get why the G League. I mean, I don't really still even understand the concept of the G League. It seems like the NBA is just wasting money. But I understood the principle of like, hey, we could buy, we can be the show if we get these players away from college. But you couldn't, or you can at least on a great scale. And two, nobody cares and nobody watches. G League ratings. I can only imagine have not improved. Probably have only gone down because they never play on TV, and when they do. You're going to watch actual basketball that matters, and the games are actually important instead of whatever stupid scrimmage here. But I, 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 nobody agrees with me, so maybe I'm in the wrong here. But I, I just think it'd be simple for Bradshaw to say, "Hey, if I go play college basketball, it's going to be at UK," and then he can put a deadline on it where it's like, "I'll give a final decision publicly or to the coaches," because that way, if you do it by All Star Game, UK could still go hit the transfer portal. And honestly potentially you could get a better player in the transfer portal than you could for a year one with Bradshaw. But instead, I don't know what's going to end up happening, but it's, it, it seems like whatever the alternative is is going to be annoying. Either he'll commit to UK, but secretly we'll be hearing whispers about the G League for the next seven months, or he won't commit to UK, and then it'll be a UK G League battle head back and forth and we'll be dealing with that for the next several months either one doesn't sound fun to me but some straight up honesty of hey if i go play college basketball i'll be at uk if i i may end up going just g league altogether yeah i i think i would not like that because i don't think that i just hate the thought of 
Kentucky even being considered on the same level as the G League. And if he ultimately decides to go to the G League, then okay, see ya. <laughs> like, because uh, he's going to make as much money in Kentucky. I, I know it's not a guaranteed contract. Uh, that's not how. That's not how uh, Kentucky, I think, does business when it comes to the nil stuff. But I just, I, it's just such a unequivalent <laughs> to one another that it, that's probably why I'm put off by that your your proposal, TJ. It's one thing if it's the NBA draft versus Kentucky, but if it's the G League versus your college, like, dude. G League stinks. Like, I, sorry, I, I, that, that, that's probably where my, uh, where, where I'm, I'm not picking up what you're putting down, TJ. But Roush, TJ brings up a good point in school. Like, is is, say you're going to college and you're going to get 1.5 mil, but you can go to the G League and get 500 thousand. You don't have to put in any work in the G League other than just play basketball. Whereas in college, you're going to have to obviously go through courses. And, yeah, it's going to be a lot easier than the, normal, than the normal student because they've got tutors and all that. But still, you have to put in the work that goes with school as opposed to just playing basketball. Yeah, I think that's uh, – So it goes down – it boils down to how much do you hate school. So TJ said it right. Yeah, I can't imagine hate – because, like, college isn't like normal school, too. If I'm somebody around him, I'm like, hey, this isn't high school where you got to show up every day. You just go to – you, you do three hours of, like, classwork and then maybe hang out at your tutor for an hour and get your work done. And then bada boom, bada bing, you get to live the fun college life. I, that, that, I had a lot more fun than high school in, in college, TJ, <laughs> instead of just sitting in a classroom from 8 to uh, 2.30 or whatever. Yeah, like, we know, we know all that. Whatever doesn't resonate with some kids. Some kids just – I, I agree with you. I don't under I, and you would think, or at least you could almost guarantee that UK's coaches are expressing a similar message, Roush. But besides Duke, the G League has taken more people from Kentucky than any other school. Uh, yeah. Now true. you can now you can make a case though that like that's not to say that the G League has a winning record over UK because that's not true. Every single player that commits to UK could go G League if they wanted to. So theoretically, you have to count every single win for UK or everything, every single commitment UK gets as a win for UK over the G League, but they have lost some. I mean, as recently as Leonard Miller, which again, you don't know the exact situation there. Jaden Hardy, who... Atas Bazili was the summer too. Who's that? Atas Bazili. Oh, yeah, that, that was somebody that, yeah, very recent. That's somebody that Kentucky uh, really wanted. And uh, there was one more that I was going to mention, but forgot. But anyway. Oh, Jalen Green. Green, they were. Jalen Green, too. sure. Uh, now, now that, that's still. Uh, Isaiah Todd, well, he now was going to go to Michigan, but I think Kentucky kind of backed away because they just didn't want to have to deal with the uncertainty of it all. So right. there's some big-time names. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, but it – how many of those it's still early so i'm not I th i'm i'm still confident that the college route is the per, the best way to go but even with setting all that aside my just old man like why would you want to go to the g league as long as he's open and honest with the coaching staff i'm fine with it 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 doesn't really bother me whatsoever if he's committed to kentucky but like is getting whispered, is exchanging whispers behind the Big Blue Nation's back 
with the G League. That that doesn't really bother me. As long as the coaches are in the loop and they're not taken aback and they can prepare for some alternatives if they think so in the other way, I'm fine with it. Um, especially the, the, the weird part of it, though, TJ, is it, I'm pretty sure with all this G League talk, though, he doesn't have like an actual contract offer from them, right? I, I don't know for sure. Um, I just am under the impression if somebody's considering the G League, they've got something cooked up with them. They've got okay. some sort of I, – I don't think a formal offer has been expressed or the details of any offer have been re- relayed. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I, I guess I don't know. Here's a novel concept. If you don't know what you want to do, maybe don't commit to Kentucky. Why, like, I don't understand why this is a thing. Why, why can't he just wait and make a decision in March if that's what he wants to do? Well, if I'm UK, along that advice, I'm I'm kind of telling Bradshaw, hey, if you want to come, you you come on and you commit. If not, go all in for Xavier Booker because he's better, and I'd rather have him anyway. He's not coming. He's he's probably not, but I wish he would because uh, he is awesome and he's a really really good player. No, and that that was another option I had too, Justin. It's just the the part with that is, does UK go recruit other bigs? Do you? It, it kind of makes it it makes it tough, and we also have to remind ourselves whether fair or foul here. After the shade and sharp situation, I, I don't know if UK fans could handle somebody like being committed and flirting elsewhere. It just I don't think it'd be good news. That's why I think honesty is the best policy. You come out, you just say exactly what your intentions are, what you may do. But even then, people would lose their minds and freak out. So sure. I don't know. It's an it's an interesting spot. Uh, again, you'd heard the Peach Jam timeline for a commitment, which is coming up. So we'll have to keep an eye if that's going to happen. But potentially, this just gets pushed back, and they do exactly what Justin said. And hey, I don't know exactly what I want to do, so I'll just wait. <laughs> it's a, it is a novel concept, but um, as you mentioned, TJ, a lot of schools they'll put the squeeze on a kid say all right kind of use it or lose it so if if you're not all in now we can we can put our resources elsewhere yeah we'll get somebody who will be all in yeah it's interesting and supposedly uk and calipari are being aggressive on the recruiting trail not necessarily like squeezing commitments but telling people hey it's the sooner you commit you can start nilling and dealing and everybody's going to be happy so uh, and i'm all for it you already got dillingham lined up and you could be you got Shepard, obviously. He's been on board for a while now. Supposedly Shepard just been falling out, which is exciting. But could be adding to the class, will be adding to the class, and maybe some huge pieces. Hour two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, intern, Jacob, Justin Kalen, the whole crew here on your Monday. We'll be back. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio 96.1 FM 14. Appreciate you joining us on um, your Monday, starting a new week. Send a text into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. And don't forget about our friends at Salsaritas. It is queso month. 
and they are going overboard with the cheese. Whether it's the Middletown or St. Matthew's location, they're giving away deals and specials pretty much every single day. So download that Salsa Rita's app, see what the latest is. Remember, you can order online, you can do catering on their app. It makes it so easy. When you order it, it'll be waiting for you at the restaurant, which is really cool. They do do delivery as well, but uh, you got to check out the app. Download the Salsa Rita's app. And go to a Salsaritas today for all your delicious, fresh Mexican burritos, quesadillas, chips, salsa. And like we said, it's queso month. So if you're feeling cheesy, Salsaritas is the place for you. We're going to read a lot of text this hour, Roush. That's going to be a good time. Mm-hmm. Very much looking forward to it. Um, I also feel like we should uh, mention what's happening in the NBA Summer League. I'm curious, intern Jacob, his... Uh, have you been watching the Summer League? Is your pulse on the NBA Summer League? Yeah, I've been watching it. Anything anything popping for you? Um, I like how they're starting to talk like some of these guys are going to suit up for the Summer League, like these all-stars, just to win the ring that they're so-called going to get if they actually do win the Summer League. Uh, Nobody I, heard I, that? Nobody's, no, no good players doing that. I know, it's just funny, like, because Chris Paul said something about it, and then Carmelo said something about it. I don't know. It was funny. <laughs> it's but, funny coming from those old guys. <laughs> they don't have a ring. <laughs> it just makes me mad how they're just raving over Chet right now. He has one decent game in a, in a summer league, and now he's better than half the NBA. Mm, that's what the NBA, the NBA Take Factory does. Uh, I did see Miles Garrett was out there dunking in warm-ups, and that dude is just, my God, his athleticism. It's not even fair. Just Yeah, and uh, I don't know if we – I don't know what day this was, but Shaden Sharp, he will yeah. not be uh, – well, I know we talked about his appearance, but he will not be back in the summer league. Torn his labrum. And so uh, out, they're going to reevaluate him in two weeks, which that's a bummer. I mean, I, and that, I didn't want to get too poo-poo on him when we just found out that he got hurt because we thought he might just have a little boo-boo that needed some dirt on him. But it's like, no, throw him labor him. That's a real injury, and that sucks. So um, hopefully he doesn't sideline him for too long. I hate to say this, but if he plays basketball in the last year, does it happen? <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> oh, man, that's a great take, Justin. <laughs> I mean, seriously. If, if only he would have just played basketball. I've seen that take, and I'm sure you could probably find a medical professional that'd be like, yes, the actual not. But, like, he has been working out. He's been practicing, at least theoretically, to some degree. <sighs> who know, Who knows? I mean, who cares? But I do wish him a speedy recovery. But uh, if you wanted to see Sharp play basketball, you're just going to have to wait a little bit longer. The uh, his AAU coaches the other cats are thriving in the summer league. That's true. A bit one one last quick thing on Shaden. His AAU coaches checked out of the hotel yesterday, and they looked at me and they go, "He's still a man of mystery." <laughs> <laughs> it is a, another interesting chapter in the Shaden Sharp saga. All right, let's go to the Thornton Stuck All right, let's do it. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the number. Uh, download the app before you text into. If you don't have it already, just download the app. You will not regret it. First up says sick and tired of the Canadian stereotypes on this show. <laughs> well, we it's nothing but positive. It's uh, if anything, we're maybe too friendly to the Canadian listeners. Just like 
um, Canadian stereotypes that they're all nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, texture says, which, by the way, real, real briefly, um, I, I have a new Canadian experience. I've been watching, I, I watched uh, an episode of Alone last night. They, they just threw that on Netflix and never seen it before. They're in the Canadian wilderness and grizzly bear country. Show is crazy. Oh, I just, the, the thought of just living amongst the grizzly bears in the wilderness by yourself, insane. Just absolutely insane. Well, it's probably not real. Yeah, it's pretty real. <laughs> this dude had a mountain lion, I don't know, 50 yards away from him. And he got mad that he didn't charge it and chase it up a tree to hunt it. Instead, he went back to get his bow and arrow at his tent that was a little ways away. He was like, gosh, could have got me a mountain lion. It's like, what? You, I, I, instead of like, I, me, normal person, I see a mountain lion. I'm in terror. Him, he's like, oh, let me chase it up a tree and try to kill it. Like, Isn't yeah. there a filming crew? So are they really alone? No, they just get given two cameras and a couple GoPros. Okay. Uh, and they have a walkie-talkie to tap out. Um, yeah, it's pretty... It, they they have to obviously heavily edit um, the stuff, but it is well done. Uh, at least the first episode that I've seen. Yeah, but like you do the walkie-talkie, a crew's there in two minutes. You're not really alone, you know. It's kind of like when when Michael Scott goes into the woods and Dwight's there watching him. Yeah, but it's for, like once you talk on the walkie-talkie, uh, the the one guy tapped out. Uh, I, I, they're on season eight. It's the eighth season that's on Netflix. And one dude taps out early. Sorry for the spoilers. There's plenty of content out right, there, though. Right. Uh, but he taps out early because he thinks he's having a heart attack. He was not having a heart attack, but, like, his brain was fried because he hadn't eaten any food. So, like, yeah. Uh, you know, they can be there in a minute, but he just lost out on $500,000. Maybe maybe if somebody else, maybe somebody else could give a more glowing review. But basically, you're telling us that people can just tap out and be saved instantly, and they were within 50 feet of a big cat. We've all been to a zoo before. But at this point, I can't tell a difference. Yeah, um, I think the cat would have you dead by the time you called your walk, you know, your people in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Didn't, but the guy didn't get mauled by a cat, did he? So we'll never know. <laughs> Jacob, what do you got? Oh, I was just going to say, I have hemorrhoids. <laughs> oh, boy. From that episode, oh, that's, uh, uh, yeah. Justin, I mean, we got to cut that, right? Yeah, I got gotcha. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Woo. Woo. All right, get your text into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty five zero two. 414-1450. Hey, Justin and Jacob, I had a I had a chip in this week. Hey, oh, from probably Did 20 yards off the green. Nice. Birdie, Eagle. It was a sadly, it was a part three birdie. Hey, so I played in a scramble on Saturday at Old Capitol. Pouring down rain, most of the scramble. Like we had to play six, seven holes in the pouring down rain, including the closest to the pin for the men. So that was kind of a bummer. But yeah, we uh we went two over, had one birdie, and it was a lucky like forty five foot putt for me. I was our last putter and nailed it. 
That's a horrible scramble. Oh, we were. Oh, this. I told you all this. That scramble team is garbage. <laughs> are you the MVP? It with me and my sister are the only two. The other two on our team are just awful. Yeah. Well, good. Well, hey, that's big, fun, big, though. It's fun. Yeah. Fun. Jacob, I don't know if you've heard me say this before, but the other two have. A two is is my favorite golf score to get. I mean, theoretically, I think a one would be more fun, but nothing better besides a one than a two. So anytime I get a two, I'm pretty pumped about it. So uh, even though it would have been, it, it was it's, you, when you chip in, you'd rather be for an eagle. But hey, I'll take what I can get, baby. Two's a two, and then another just back nine collapsed from, from old TJ. Oh. Uh, was well on my way from like mid eighties, and sure enough, just. Hmm. It's tough. That's okay though. Yeah. It happens as long as you know, you weren't collapsing in at your brother's expense. I mean, no. you're we still being Johnny. We don't even play games against each other anymore. He's learned his lesson. <laughs> just another total beatdown yesterday. It's sad, really. Uh, all right, another texter, 502-414-1450. TJ, you fell for the trap, pal. Not a chance these guys or Twitter actually believe what they're saying, but they know they need to get feedback and get publicity. You're better than that. The trigger meter is getting hot and spicy regarding the NBA people with Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, it's such an outlandish take. It would have to be a, a rile. But yeah, they got me hook, line, and sinker. They got a yeah. A, a, a little eight pound bass, as they say in the fishing world. The the CBS guy was the one who it's like, oh, so this is guy at the bottom of the totem pole in their CBS NBA writers, just trying to get some attention. Yeah, I mean, if, if I would have, I would honestly respect it a little bit more if it was just trolling. Because um, again, then you got me. But I weirdly don't think it was, but who knows. Says a lot about TJ's palate that he never mentioned texture in Apple discussion. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Just get the hell out of here. <laughs> Ew, this texture is too funny on my tongue. Oh. <laughs> an embarrassing text into the Thornton sex line. We love all text, but that one's embarrassing. Oh, man. Oh, oh, DJ, I legit listen every day. How can I prove to you fellas that I eat and breathe Kentucky Roll Call? I feel like you're just pulling my chain. I don't know, oh, Plumley, bro. I just feel like if somebody gets called out for their their text messages, they would address what they got called out for and not just follow it up with, which one of you guys can do more push-ups? And if I <laughs> wanted people to know I listened every day, that's the exact type of text I would send in, by the way. That one? Or if you wanted to lie about listening every day, that's the type of text you'd send in. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay, Roush, you get this next short one here. Long text for KRC on Monday. Oh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw a long text, but I didn't realize how long it was until I had to scroll. <laughs> yeah, it's never good when you got to scroll. Everybody get comfortable for the next five to ten minutes. The more nil that's discussed, the more it has me talk, turned off on college athletics in general. More so because it's not college athletics. It's now full-blown professionalism, which honestly good for the men and women getting theirs. But I've noticed during last year's season, the upcoming season, my excitement level has dropped off. Out of the tournament, I never had felt that bummed-out feeling I usually had. Uh, during the football season, I just watched without the passion that I used to feel. All right, well, that's on you, buddy. That was one of the most fun football seasons ever. Kentucky was 6-0. and and was on college game day at Georgia. Like, come on, buddy. 
Now, every time there was a loss, my brain went to, well, they are fine. They have millions of dollars in their pockets. I understand that is a me problem, but I wonder if others have a similar mindset. I look at all these players the way I look at NBA, NFL, etc. Who cares if they actually lose? They'll have more money than 80% of the fans that watch them. For this upcoming season, I feel a little dread for Levis. If he struggles after making millions, people will be over top with criticisms. He'll be fine. But just don't look forward to that. Just my two cents. Yeah, you're just exaggerating this way too much, buddy. Like you're 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 reading the nil stories and making way too much out of this. Will Levis, he hasn't told me how much money he makes after taxes, but I can almost promise you that he's not just like raking in millions. And I, I think a lot of that stuff is is overblown for recruiting purposes to make it look like you're. And, and nobody's even dropped dollar amounts for him. Secondly, the way you need to look at it, Texter, is college athlete. Like this is kids getting paid to go play sports in college is nothing new. They're just advertising about it now. And that's because they're getting paid to advertise it. They used to just get paid to go there. Um, like Mitch Barnhart is was commended for cleaning it up because the boosters were kind of running the show because they were paying kids to go to school there. Dar- or Tracy McGrady wanted to go to uh, UK because all the guys had Eddie Bowers, right? Like that. This is not anything new. It's just some schools were better at covering it up than others. Louisville, namely, really bad at covering it up. So just think of it that way, Texter. We. Uh, We've already got Fred Taylor talking about how he bagged fifteen thousand or twenty five grand from Georgia just to go to Florida, um, anyways. So like now it's just above board. So don't don't think of it as all. Maybe you can be more harsh on their criticism, but like you shouldn't treat this as something that's in you know all of a sudden that people are getting paid for the paid for the first time in college athletes. That's not the case. I'll be I'll be a little more sympathetic to your text in the sense that. Uh, Roush is right about a lot of those things, but like that is part of the fun of watching the Olympics in sports that we don't give once not about, but you like, you'll see this person from Pakistan who has spent their entire life for this one moment. And you know, like if they, you know, if they, if they lose, you're going to see actual tears. It's going to be actual genuine heartbreak. And that makes it more captivating to watch. And there is something there, or at least, I, you can tell yourself this. There's something about the college amateur model of like, hey, these people are just college students. They're out there having fun. The, this means so much to them. Oh, it's going to be heartbreaking if they come up shorthanded versus, oh, hey, these are professionals. They know that like this is fun for them and they're getting paid out the wazoo. So if they lose, they're probably not going to care so much about it because they'll know, hey, I've got this much money in the bank. I understand that. And I think there is something to be said about that. But Roush is right, too. Like the the last time you've watched a national championship college basketball game where those several people on the floor weren't making big time money, I, you probably have to go back to like the 70s or maybe, you know, probably even the 50s. Before maybe that, yeah. Before that. It, it's been a long time. Like yeah. good players have been getting money. This, the, the idea of the amateur model has been gone a long time. And Roush is right that now it's just, more public out there and then secondly it, it doesn't will levis is getting criticism if he had a bad year if he didn't make a single dime it's kentucky yep. fans like this is it's big time at college athletics you're the biggest show in town there's no professional sports in kentucky uh, at least in the major sports this is it and he he knows what he signed up for and if he doesn't perform he's gonna hear it now you what you don't want is people to kind of cross that line of like being weird and obnoxious but 
those that falls on deaf ears. But so I'm a little more sympathetic to your text. At the end of the day, though, listen to Roush's point that like, hey, it, it, these people have been getting money for a good bit. Yeah, and and also just I get being super bummed because Kentucky got upset in the first round, but. You also need to understand that nil money is a big reason why you get to watch the National Player of the Year come back and play for a second season. It, I thought Matt made a funny comment the other day. Like, Oscar Shibway, the he's basically, if you could create a Kentucky basketball player in a lab, the only thing you would do differently is make him from Harlan. Like, he is as endearing as a player as we've ever seen at this school. And he would not be here if not for nil money. He would be like a late second-round draft pick or something fighting for a spot in the G League, you know, like that, that's, but thanks to no money, guys are going to be able to stick around a little bit longer because they can compete with uh, the professional salaries. I hope it ends with the national championship for Oscar Sheboy, but I do think in a decade or two decades and maybe not even that long, we'll look back and be like, was he like a godsend? Like, cause he came at a time where UK really, really needed him. He provided some entertainment. And then I still think the story is being written for him but you have the first-round tournament loss, which was a M. Night Shyamalan twist that none of us really appreciated. But what's what's next in line? But in times where UK fans have been super divided and nasty and all that stuff, he's one thing that everybody can agree on, and he rocks. He's uh, he's fun to watch. A texter says, let's not forget the D-bag using Booker as a reason Cal can't coach is laughable. First off, that team went 38-1. and Booker could not play defense whatsoever, and he's doing well now in the NBA. How is that reason enough Cal can't coach his offense is old, blah, blah, blah? And to make it worse, idiotic fan bases adopt this logic, this fact, and use it in their rivalry bashing of us. It's so laughable, so pathetic. Seti B-ball dare say Cal has lost it, can't coach, whatever. I can't stand it. Yeah, yeah, it – um. It's very annoying. Um, very, very annoying. But that's it's a narrative that somebody put out there and they're just gonna roll to, roll with it. Yeah. They're just gonna roll with it. Yeah, it is unfortunate that you have people in the fan base that parrot some of the worst talking points, but again, big fan base, it's gonna come with the territory. A texture says, oink, oink, oink. I'm pretty sure volleyball has the latest national championship out of any sport, unless it's woman track with Steiner or some other woman's sport, but who cares about those? So this texter's joking because uh, they're doing the misogynistic pig to start the text, mm-hmm. but at the end, they're the pig themselves. Um, Rifle has a national championship. Yep, and that's co-ed. Co-ed, yeah. kind of neat how that works. But – um. Yeah, you know, I, I enjoy those sports. It's fun, but it's not the it's not my primary fandom. It's like uh so it's, it's a fun addition and I I think I speak for a lot of people when you say that. Like there are, there aren't a ton of Kentucky fans that are UK volleyball first unless your kid plays for UK volleyball or you have a daughter that plays volleyball and you like to take him to games. Hey, I'm going to need Justin or Jacob to fill me in. What's going on with Zach Wilson? Cougar Oh, homie, homie hopper, homie hopper. Yeah. What's up? What's up with this? I don't know anything about that. If if intern Jacob can't explain it, I think I I got the rundown. Yeah. You go for it, Roush. I'm not really talking about. That's what you two are are there for. Jacob, you're a young kid too. This is stuff that's on like TikTok. Yeah. Following Zach Wilson on the weekends. (laughs) Yeah. But it was a big story. 
Sounds like you're not shooting under par in a scramble on the weekends either. <laughs> nope. Not doing that either. Right. How, how about we take a break and we can discuss the homie hopper on the other side? Okay. Homie hopper talk when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big Ooh, Radio. Peter no. Walker, Nick Rash, Justin Kalen, and Turn Jake. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Why can't you be more like your brother? Uh, Harold would never beat up his landlord. Welcome back. One final segment. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. Hey, happy birthday to KRC listener Rocket City Rob. Oh, happy birthday, Rob. Hope all is well down in Alabama. Maybe you've uh, moseyed on down to Birmingham for the World Games. Watch some rollerblading. Since like what, what are the World Games? They are the they're all the they're the Olympics for the non-Olympic sports. So um, you'll often hear like, oh, well, this is now going to be an Olympic game or. Uh, like they recently dropped softball as an Olympic game. So they're playing softball at the World Games. Uh, but there's some fun ones in there. Uh, roller sports um, are among them. Um, I, I, if you pull them up, there's a bunch of really random ones. But my sister went to the, the opening ceremonies for them. They had like a drone show and stuff like that. And she thought it was pretty cool. So she's going to uh, attend some of them. But they have they have some ridiculous events at the World Games. TJ, we, we talk about this every year. I wish you wouldn't have asked a follow-up question because Roush gets way too hype about it. Did, hey. remember, remember last year we looked up if Polo was in it and you All were right. sad that it was not? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I do remember now. Yeah, we've got a uh, water ski. World Games fan. I won't forget it next year. Tug of War, beach handball, uh, billiards. I mean, just think of all the great sports. Oh, bull. I don't, I don't even know how to pronounce that one. Oh, bowling, canoe. I thought they did canoeing in the one. I, I don't know. Either way, fun stuff. Fun stuff at the World Games down in. Ooh, fistball. You can play fistball at the World Games. Oh, that, that does sound like a good time. Floorball is just indoor hockey, which I'm sure was popularized by the Mighty Ducks. Did we get to the, the bottom of the Zach Wilson stuff? I can Jacob? get to the bottom of the Zach Wilson stuff. Uh, 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 Jacob, did you get it? I looked it up. I, I, I have a good idea of what's going on now. All right, explain. So apparently, Zach Wilson has an old flame of his that they didn't really work out, and apparently she spilled the beans on him having an affair with his best friend's mother. Oh, you're missing you're missing the 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 the, the big uh, uh, that's like plot twist too, Jacob. She was the girl that was with him on draft night, right? They dated throughout college. Well. His best friend, the the one that like they write stories about, like these guys have such a good connection on the field because they're best friends off the field. Uh, they were even at a BYU basketball game together, sitting on the floor this year. Well, he ends up hooking up with that girl, the the Abby girl. After they break up, uh, his best friend gets with his ex, and the drama goes to Instagram, and that's when she's like, "Oh, I'm the homie hopper." Well. 
he's the homie hopper with his mom's best friend. And that's kind of where it all came out of. She's she's trying to put some heat back on Zach Wilson, and instead people are like, dude, Zach Wilson, good for you, buddy. Man, okay. I, I get mean, it. I, I see what you're saying. That, well, that's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. Well, it is crazy. Wow. Can't make this stuff up. So who who is this friend? And what is it does people do people know what this mom looks like? Uh so they haven't figured out what the who the mysterious mom is. The friend's name is like Max Delphine or something like that. He was a receiver at BYU. Um that 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 played with Wilson. Now are all these people just Mormon and this is just do they still do that? Um. Yes. Okay. Out in Utah. I, I mean, I know that the Mormon religion is still is still thriving. Just no, the, it's it's still very much the multiple. seventeen wives. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't. Okay. All right. <laughs> but I think I'm, it also. I'm interested to learn more uh, in <laughs> in that regard. I don't think that it's also. Um, not everybody has a ton of wives. It varies. That sort of deal. Yeah, I think you're right on that, Roush. Okay, well, good for Zach Wilson. Best of luck to him in his future. That's uh, a Scooter Dingus story. That's a, I, <laughs> I'm jealous. I appreciate Jacob giving us the update and Roush cleaning it up and uh, letting us know exactly what's what's going on there. Before we get back to the Thornton sex line, want to tell you about Shady Rays. It was sunny as all get out yesterday, and I was thankful to have my Shady Rays on the golf course. Kentuckians said, hey, I'm sick of spending so much money on sunglasses. Uh, I can probably make some that are just as good, if not better, and save a lot of money doing so. They did just that. It's ShadyRays.com. When you go there, you will see an insanely large selection of sunglasses for every different type of occasion. I never even thought sunglasses could get so advanced, but Shady Rays has gone and changed the game, and you can even save more money when you use promo code BIGX and Shady Rays. Yes, you've heard us talk about it. Replacement pairs. Something happens, you'll lose them, you break them. Uh, you know, between us, you probably could just even fib to Shady Rays. I don't think that they're going to bring out, it's not like an insurance claim where they're going to bring somebody out to investigate. Uh, they're going to give you replacement pairs if something happens to your sunglasses. That's nice. So you can buy with comfort knowing that it's not just one pair of sunglasses that you're getting. Replacement pairs are also part of the equation. And every time you buy sunglasses, you're helping feed hungry kids in America. ShadyRays.com. And do not forget about that promo code, Big X. The next texter on the Thornton's text line says, That bum Ty Spalding was correct. Louisville does eat first because they are still eating at the kitty table. What a clown. I wonder if Deputy Doofus demoted him. Be nice to Ty Spalding. He's a nice guy. He had a, he had a tough weekend on the old tweeter. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you live, you learn, and you, 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 you fight another day. Mm -hmm. You do. A texter says, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but Louisville fans – you'll be fine. It takes time to be able to develop relationships and recruiting big-time recruits. Yes, hiring a family member can get you one good recruit, an example, Missouri and Oklahoma State, but one player doesn't make a team good, and I think DJ sees that. Only Cal has been able to come into a program and turn it around in one summer. KP will get good recruits in the future. I think that's their worry, though, is the last part right there. Because while... 
we think that's the case, but we don't know. And he hasn't put a lot of good tape out there for you to have confidence that KP is going to get the, the big recruits in the future. Yeah, I was the one that was telling everybody, I don't know if he can coach, but he will get players. He will get players. So far, I've just I've been blatantly wrong in that. And I text her, I, I agree overall with your sentiment. And also, U of L is not firing somebody. Uh, he hasn't coached a freaking game. Like, there's certainly a sense of overreacting. I will say, though, he literally missed out on everybody they wanted, with one exception. And they didn't have the, uh, the, the, the toughest competition for Brandon Huntley Hatfield. So, it hasn't been a good start for Kenny Payne. Not a great start. But he, he's got plenty of time, and he'll, he will get some good players. I, I'm not backing off that take yet, but I am surprised he he whiffed as much as he did this summer. It's been bad. Been real bad. Um, another person says, direct quote from my roommate after introducing him to Glenville. Glenville is not up to fire code. Way too many fire incidents per capita. No idea what that's referring to. No idea. Justin, Jacob, help us out. I got nothing. Maybe the other show? <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> a texture says, thoughts on Ty Spalding getting cyber bullied online. Yeah, some people just entirely too mean. Don't be mean. Ty's a good guy. Another texture on the Thornton's text line says, you have always hiring family members into their department and still won't get DJ Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> what literal and complete total freaking losers. Why do they suck so bad? Can somebody please inform me as to why they always lose in literally everything? Absolute loser bums thinking they had him. Sorry, Trevor and Mike. <laughs> I love just adding the complete and total loser bums. Sorry, Trevor and Mike. <laughs> Is Trevor that... back today? I don't know. I hope so. He should be. Dude takes more week vacations. Anybody? No I know? kidding. Crazy. <laughs> Uh, Boy, East Beast here. What criteria do you think that NBA 2K is going to get used to give Shaden Sharp his player rating other than giving him a zero in durability? Boom, roasted. He follows up that text with another text. Boy, East Beast here. Took a nice little weekend vacation. Oh, weekend getaway to Vevey, Indiana. Am I pronouncing that right, Justin? I think that's right. I've never been. You're a, you're a Hoosier. You're supposed to know the pronunciations of every town in your state. I would say Vevey, yeah. Uh, ever been? I only saw the jail, but it was a beautiful ride to go get my car back from the people that towed it. I'll tell you this much. The water in jail tastes like ass, but the ass... Okay. <laughs> can I, we're gonna, we'll stop it there, Bullet East Beast. <laughs> Bullet East Beast, did you get locked up again, buddy? Oh, jeez. I mean, that's where the casino is, right? The Belterra? That sounds yeah, right. But, uh, yeah. You know, him him knowing about how the water tastes in jail makes me makes me think that he he was in the jail tasting the water. Yeah, I hope I hope that's a joke. Yeah, he should not be getting rowdy in in foreign cities. Yeah, come on, Bullet East Beast. Especially not in my state, Bullet East Beast. <laughs> Get out of here. It's coming from somebody that survived a terrible scooter accident one year ago today. <laughs> Never forget. Nick, I expect you to stay upbeat about PRP after today's news. I won't dare repeat your last take. No, no. I'm good. What Still not a, I just don't I just don't like PRP. I'm happy for the kids. 
but they're just not just not not the biggest PRP fan. It's just it's it's never going to change. What do you have against the South End? It's just Pleasure Ridge Park. I just you know, even though I, it's because I lived amongst them for so long, you know. Say something nice about PRP. Great ice cream shop, the best, in fact, and a nice fire department too. They do great work. Shout out to the firemen and women. Good and Bonnie and Clyde's, good stuff. So they have three nice things. Alex from Colga here. Hey, Alex from Colga. I have a question for L's Down Emoji, Louisville fans this morning. Where should I eat first? Suck it, cards. Cats by 90. It's a good one. Yep, yep. That was a, ah, a lot of fun. There's just so many trucks going by my house today. It's a big, busy, yeah. busy Monday morning in the South keep, End. Just keep, just keep it moving. Can't find the video of the scuffle anywhere. Mind tweeting it out? Yeah, TJ, mind tweeting it out? Uh, yeah. I can't yeah, TJ, mind tweeting it out? Yeah, TJ, huh? Yeah, it's absolutely no problem. I've got no issue at all tweeting it out. <laughs> uh, if I can find it, I'll tweet it out. John here. Oh, hey, John. Good morning, my friends. I am up and already fishing this morning. Wish me luck. Hopefully, we will catch some keepers. Oh, best of luck, John. My gosh, TJ, you must be happy to see your Red Sox take two of three over my Yankees. But you know what? At 61 and 25, being up 14 games, I say, wake me up in October because that is when it matters. Okay. The KRC crew uh, keeps getting me my excitement level up when it comes to Widener and Bradshaw. Thanks for the information, guys. You're the best. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. I tweeted it out. It's in Spanish. And, uh, that's yeah. The the Red Sox game on Saturday was an electric finish. Red Sox down one in the bottom of the ninth, and guy on second and third, little base hit, play at the plate for the go ahead winning run, and he was safe. But yeah, the Yankees are absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the Red Sox would be in a good spot in pretty much any other division, but in the division with the Yankees. So that's accurate. They're up fourteen games in that division. Yeah, it was good grief. The Red Sox had like a they had a West Coast trip where I think they went 10 and 2 or 9 and 3 or something like that and they lost half a game in, in the stand. Like they moved back half a game. Wow. Coming back from the West Coast trip which was one of their best West Coast trips they've had since the 2018 season. Uh, yeah, it's the Yankees are historically good. Well, if you got Aaron Hicks turning into Aaron Judge and that's not good for anybody. I mean, I think Hicks had five homers this weekend, or the last four games. Crazy. Yeah. The All-Star game, that's next weekend, right? Sounds about Correct. right. Yep. It's going to be creeping up on us here soon. It, it's just every other tweet is voting for the All-Star game. <laughs> um, I did get an update from uh, the tweeter. James informed us about uh, Greenville? Glenville? Yeah, Glenville. It's apparently the name of Mike Rutherford's dad, the town train set he set up in the basement. So he's got this elaborate uh, model train set. He's built the city. And Mike set up a Twitter for Glenville so people can see what, what's happening in, in the neighborhood. <laughs> okay. I'm glad we got that up. <laughs> so that's, that's why Glenville, not up to fire code, because uh, old Glenn Rutherford isn't following, isn't following fire code by the book. Which not at all what I was expecting. That's I, awesome. I will say so. Here, here's the thing: I would typically be the first to be like train sets. What a nerd! 
But there's this place in it's just north of Cincinnati on 75. It's called the Entertainment Center or something like that. And we took my nephew there. Uh, it was like a Saturday morning kind of activity. Did a day in Cincinnati. Met the in-laws up there. And the amount of stuff in that. I mean, it is an, an enormous warehouse. That's just like it's just trains and cities and landscapes everywhere. It's a it's a different kind of hobby, but I got to say it's kind of cool just seeing the miniatures everywhere. Like I, I would never get into it, but the really elaborate, well done ones those are those are pretty neat. Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah, dude, dude, hobbies are good. I so my my moral of the story. I recommend the entertainment station. Okay. Everybody keep us updated on the fire situation in Glenville. Yeah, can't have any of those breaking out. Uh, Texter 502-414-1450 on the Thornton's text line. I think we should cut ties with anyone who considers G League. That just isn't smart. I'm sorry. And I don't know. I think that person's probably being sincere. But there is a there is a thought process with that. Just if they really hate school that much that they're considering the G League. Because I, I don't – I'm sure somebody at the G League would be like, it's not just that. There's We offer more than just, hey, you don't have to worry about going to class. But, like, what? Not we you could, you could make a case that maybe their stock gets protected more. The old shade and sharp effect. Hey, you can't pick apart what you don't see. I don't know. I'd, I'd love more why the G League is a good option for some people. I mean, you don't have to play nearly as many games either, I don't think. Don't they just play like 12, 14 games? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very little. So you have more more free time to do whatever you want. You can practice more, work on your game. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Yeah, but do you have a dedicated staff like you do in college that's watching your meals, weight training every day? And, yes, you're blending in a little class, but I would you would think that the gym time in college is equal, if not more, than the gym time in the G League. I would agree with that, but I do. I would imagine they would have some sort of life coach with them yeah, a majority yeah. of the day. I I would love. I'd be curious. The, the G League could be smart in terms of just like, hey, here's the G League experience, and do a video like a 10, 15 minute yeah. video or something like that, or here's cool. the day to day of our athletes. Maybe I'm sure recruits are probably being sent that stuff, but uh, I, I guess I, I I could stand to learn more about the G League, but I just don't see it. I don't see it how it's a viable option for a lot of people. Unless you just really hate school, yeah. That I, I I can't think of another significant reason why. It other than I guess if you you're in the G League in your mind, you're a pro already, so you're like I made it. But that's that's not the mindset you want the kids to have. So I yeah I don't I don't know I don't get it. Uh, Texture says these kids don't play school, and if they do, it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I I think. In college, I think that I don't think this is even specific to student athletes for what it's worth. I think you can have as as in depth of a academic experience you want in college as you as you choose. If you want to take school seriously, I think it really pretty much any school you can. If you want to just skate, I think really at any school you can. And that is amplified even more so for student athletes. But I think that's the case just for regular students. Um, before we wrap up the text line, I just, if you're seeing some, uh, you might be seeing Hugh Freeze getting blasted online. 
the former Ole Miss and Liberty coach, or current Liberty coach, he's just um, he's a doofus, and he's also like a, let me hide behind Jesus is like a I'm a I'm a great person kind of doofus, and he's talking a woman who went to Liberty University and sued the school and won for covering up sexual assaults on campus uh, was just I'm talking about some some guy at the school that was a real big jerk in all of this. I, I don't have all the details at all, but she was just blasting one of the kind of perpetrators to it. And Hugh Freeze DM'd her directly multiple times trying to be like, he is just a man of God, and I don't know how you could say that about such a great Jesus-like man. And so she just was like, all right, this guy needs to stop, so I'm putting this out here publicly. So, yeah, uh, Hugh Freeze trying to uh, intimidate sexual assault victims. Great guy. Real stand-up guy. What do, you, what do you want us to say? What do you want us to say? To I just that? want everybody to realize, like, I'm just letting it be known, Hugh Freeze, uh, garbage person, uh, don't let him don't don't fall for his uh, baloney. Hmm. It's yeah, also- I, mean, I would just think somebody that's been in hot water prior would just not do something. So I just wouldn't do that. But I, I have I've just hearing this all for the first time through our buddy Nick Roush. Yeah, there's also, uh, I mean, just a lot of people making fun of his intelligence online as well. Um, like getting stooped by the three year Letterman guy. Uh, who said that he got his waterbed repoed, which is just a very <laughs> that guy's pretty funny. Uh, texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says that happy Monday, fellas. Hey, thanks. Happy Monday to you. Hope you all had a good weekend. Love to see the commitments for our football program, and just wanted to say you guys are doing a fantastic job at radio radio ee. Oh, thank you. Keep up the good work. I very much enjoy the goofiness and the shenanigans, emphasis on the nanigans. There, there's no better way to start a Monday after having a long work-filled weekend. Have a great week, boys, and Justin. <laughs> That's because Justin's a man. That's well, right. Thank you for the text. We always appreciate hearing that stuff. And uh, sounds like you don't, you aren't working today, which is great. But happy to. Uh, to be hopefully providing two hours of entertainment to some degree, whether you're texter, at us or with us. One text says, Justin spoke Canadians to the Canadians. So uh, do you have a hot wife, eh? I love how he says, "If asked if I spoke Canadian to the Canadians and then spoke English. Because in, in, in Canada, they speak English. No, I mean, they speak French, too. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Native Canadians. The texture says... Where do you rank Oscar in the Cal era? It, I mean, it depends what what, yeah. what you're ranking. Are you ranking talent? Are you ranking just best players, most dominant, most impactful, most important? You know, he's certainly not the most talented. I don't. I wouldn't have him in the top five. I think just in talent. What about most likable? He number one. Yeah, I think yeah. he has to be number one. Well, I think some of it also is postseason results based too. Well, and, that's the sport. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, jury, I, the jury's always out until they end up making a decision. Well, yeah, until they're or, not, over. 
yeah, their careers are over and their their time is coming past. Texture says the All Star Game is Tuesday, July nineteenth, so a week from tomorrow. Okay, nice. And the last time um, they had us in Atlanta for the SEC Media Days. Their big function was uh, going to the the stadium the night of the All Star Game, Mercedes Benz, and and like just getting getting schmoozed in one of those suites. So I have a feeling it'll be the same this year. I'll, I'll send plenty of pictures, guys. Have you all seen the Home Run Derby lineup? No, Jeez. I probably don't know like any of the people in it unless Aaron you Derby. should know all of them. I mean, it's it's like all the best home run hitters in the in the majors for one for once. Like who? Uh, you got Shohei Otani. You've got, I think, Aaron Judge. I saw was in it as well. I don't have the list in front of me. I'll have to pull it up. But my my point is, a bunch of big hitters. They're gonna hit a lot of home runs. It's gonna be a lot of fun. A lot of dingers. That's it. A lot of dingers. Okay, I'm seeing the Glen Rutherford, the Glenville. <laughs> it's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's really, it's really funny. Uh, I want uh, some some open takes this week, Justin. Um, we should still call it the British Open. How about that for a take? There you Ooh. go. That goes for you too, Jacob. We I wouldn't mind winning some money betting it. So if you guys could come up with uh, yes. who's going to win, and maybe I'll see some, what I can do. Some sneak is where is is Luckett? Hey, congrats to Luckett for having. Yeah, woohoo! Hold on. Well, when's he going to get the golf thing out there? I don't know, but we need to know his golf picks. He's got yeah. plenty of time now. He's he's not working. He's just hanging out with a kid. That seriously, it's not busy. If any, this should be some of his best work yet. Exactly. No, in all seriousness, congrats to the Luckett family. Cute little baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he said, too, that uh, I, I was asking him, 5.19 in the morning. That's a, it's a long night. Wait until 5.19 for the baby to get there. But uh, very happy for the Luckett's. All went well. Um, I, I know they're, they're over the moon right now. So shout out to Luckett. A texter says, old men playing trains is awesome. My old man has half the entire basement taken over with his train set. The small train store over by Fresh Market is pretty cool as well. There's a small train store oh. over by Fresh Market? Oh, I need to go to the small train store. I love Fresh Market, so I may have to, to wander on over to the train store. I did not know that that was a thing. I mean, this is tweets. Saturday shoppers in Glenville often use the trolley to get from one end of downtown <laughs> to the other. <laughs> and then he like shares what kind of style the trolley is. So does Mike run the Twitter or who who's running the Twitter? It's it's set up under just his dad's account. So <laughs> that's great. That is great. <laughs> no one knew why Millie came to the drive in alone each Saturday evening, but they had their suspicions. <laughs> that's good stuff okay well we'll we'll talk more golf this week there'll be more recruiting news uh i'm sure there'll probably be the ebbs and flows of dj wagner that we'll that we'll hear more about i'm sure as the days go on and it'll be a fun week uh, anything i'm missing uh i think we uh, we did a good job covering everything from the weekend so exciting stuff Okay. Everybody have a great Monday. We will see you tomorrow at 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Intern Jacob. Oh, no.